Welcome to Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow. My name is Heather, and I'm here today with my co-host, Diego, and our guest is Anna from Russia. Hello, Anna. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much for being on. You're actually going to be our uh, end of season guest before we take our summer break. So it's wonderful that you could be on. Now, you're from St. Petersburg. Is that right? Yes, I am from St. Petersburg. Don't you call it St. Pete? St. Pete? Isn't that how you call it? Uh, In Russian, we call it Peter. But in uh, all the other languages, I would say we go for St. Pete. St. Pete. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) very casual what brought you to Stockholm Um, I guess as as many uh, love (laughs) and work but to be honest love brought me to Sweden but work brought me to Stockholm so my story is that my boyfriend moved to Sweden about four years ago and the plan was that either we move to another country or I join him here and in the end we chose Sweden so I moved to Sweden last year and then I started looking for a job, couldn't find anything in my specialty in Göteborg because that's uh, where we were living at the time. So I found a position in Stockholm and we decided to take a chance and move to Stockholm. Wow. Okay. So your boyfriend is Russian. Ah, uh, no, he's Mexican. Wow. And uh, he's my husband now already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think it's time now for Diego to chime in on this one. I, I, I am Mexican, Anna. So it's, uh, and you know what's weird? My girlfriend's yeah. name is Anna. So many she's coincidences. Not, she's not Russian. <laughs> yeah, what, what's, your, what's your husband's name? Can you tell us? It's uh, Julio. Oh, like Julio Iglesias. He always gets that joke. <laughs> yes, he, he gets that every time. Or the tequila brand. Those the other jokes. Oh, yeah, don't Julio. That's, that's good. We have one at home, of course. Wow. Now I kind of want to talk to him too, but <laughs> that's, that's actually, I told him that I was doing this and he said, wow, that's cool. And I said, well, maybe you can be on that podcast too. So I'll get you to tell us the story, but how does a guy from Mexico end up in Russia in St. Petersburg? Uh, well, that's not where we met. So uh, yeah, I love that story because also everybody asks that when, when we meet someone, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's a crazy story and very romantic. Uh, so uh, we were studying together in Portugal, in Lisbon, on uh, on our exchange semesters. I, can I just say one thing like this? I mean, we haven't even started. It's like, we met in Lisbon. I mean, this is going to be like a novel. You know, like, we met in Lisbon, <laughs> I'm from Russia, he's from Mexico, we moved from Gothenburg. I mean, this is, I don't even know, I don't even know where it's going to go. Okay, but you guys were in your exchange semester in Lisbon. Yeah, we were in Lisbon, and uh, yeah, back in 2014, so that's when we met. We were actually... Uh, flatmates and yeah we became really good friends and then we became a couple but uh, we said oh that's nothing serious we are from across the globe but then um, yeah we fell in love so uh, we tried to find ways to keep this uh, going and first my boyfriend went to have summer school after we finished our exchange in Belgium so I joined him there and then he went back to Mexico and I went back to Russia and we were meeting every four months, half a year. I visited him a few times in Mexico. He came to Russia a few times. And I think that's that's when we kind of decided to, to keep going with this. Then he moved to Sweden. He found a job. Uh, so I started coming to Sweden a lot since 2016. I was here basically every second month. Then I moved to Belgium for work for one and a half year and we were kind of uh, in between two places and we're thinking, do we want to stay in Brussels? Do we want to stay in uh, 
got work or at the time it was actually Jon Chopping. And yeah, then uh, Sweden won because his, uh, his position was better here. And also I like Sweden. So we decided <laughs> to stay in Sweden. And yeah, first time of to Gothenburg, as I said, it was very nice. Uh, I still miss it and I find it very charming. But for professional reasons, then we decided to move to Stockholm. What made you choose Sweden over the other places that you've lived? Other than the job thing, you said that you like Sweden. So yeah, I do like Sweden. My husband, nah, so so. <laughs> but uh, me, I do like it. Well, of course, the standard of living and the quality of living here is quite high. And for me, it was like, wow, because of course, coming from Russia to any European country, it is a change. But then coming from even Belgium to Sweden, it is also a change. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. It's really clean. The environment is great. There is a lot of nature. People are friendly. They speak English. That's how it was. And of course, it's also very close to St. Petersburg. So I can go visit my family. So what's the difference between, because how long did you live in your own shopping? I didn't. My husband lived for two and a half years, I think. Ah, okay. So he was studying there and then... Uh, no, he was he working in? there. Okay. But then you only lived in Gothenburg and in Stockholm? Yeah. Me, yes. What's the... How do you feel like... Which one do you like more? I just want to make this polemic. Oh. <laughs> 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 mm, it's hard to say which one I liked more. I would actually like to add Yon Shopping in the mix as well because I was spending so much time there. But I was not yet in the Swedish system. So some things I couldn't experience like a really a person living in Sweden. But I would say I like all of them and all of them have their special charm, special taste. Like for example, Yon Shopping in such a beautiful place in the nature. There's a great lake and you can do so many activities outside. Although, yeah, it has downsides. Like there is not, there are not so many places to go <laughs> uh, besides the, the park and the beach and the forest. Gothenburg is small and charming, but rainy and cold. That's my problem with Gothenburg. I've been three times, I think, and every single time it's rainy and cold. Doesn't matter what time of year, even in the summer. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And in winter, it's really, really cold with the wind that is scratching your face. But it's also, it has, yeah, it has this kind of uh, small city vibe. And it, I would say it's more more hipster maybe than Stockholm. And Stockholm, of course, is the capital, such a beautiful city. So, uh, yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> but I love all of them. And now I enjoy, really enjoy my time in Stockholm because also there are so many places and things here to discover every weekend basically we're going somewhere and we find something new so that's really cool i love i love that description it was i think it was the perfect way because i you're in shopping i've only seen it in pictures and i think it's beautiful i mean the, that lake and everything gothenburg i have the exact same experience as you two it's uh except there's one thing like i don't know about the hipster part because <laughs> to be fair stockholm is so much bigger than gothenburg like that's true like, so I think this, um, if you want to find hipsters in Stockholm, you're going to find them, but it's, they just blend with more stuff. And in Gothenburg, they're more, I mean, it's, fun, it's, it's, it's a smaller city center, so you find everywhere anything. So that's the only thing. But uh, a really good description. I, I love it. You should, we should like submit it to like uh, the Swedish uh, tourism board. Gothenburg, it's rainy and it's cold, but we have more hipsters. <laughs> So what are some of the main differences that you see between St. Petersburg and Stockholm or just Russia and Sweden? It has to be such a cultural difference. 
it is quite big of a difference. Of course, as I said, besides the economic factors, like quite a big difference. And also, as I said, the attitude to the environment and all the environmental activities is what also striked me at first. Because you see how people are responsible in most parts uh, of Sweden, at least. (laughs) Uh, And they don't mind going to recycle, you know, takes this extra time. And they wouldn't ask for an extra bag in the shop. They would rather put it on their backpack or purse. So that's something I really appreciate because in Russia, uh, it's starting to develop in the big cities, but we're still so far and the country is so big and it's getting polluted. So that's really uh, sad for me. So that's something I like about Sweden. I'm also trying to bring this back when I come back. I'm trying to, for example, tell my family, like, don't use plastic bags, buy one cotton bag and just go with it. (laughs) Then when it comes to people, I would say at first, yeah, no, yeah, it's definitely different. (laughs) Because I was going to say that uh, Swedish people are quite distant and cold but that's not the first impression because at first they're all very friendly and they're very helpful but they don't really let you in the inner circle and with Russian it's the opposite because you see Russian people you think that they have horrible lives and they suffer because it's written on their faces they never smile to you on the street if you do smile at them they will think you're weird they will go to the other side Uh, But then when you start communicating with them, it's really easy to make friends. And once you are friends with someone, uh, you will become friends of all his friends. And then it's really easy to build a circle anywhere you go. So that's uh, another big difference. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people complain about how difficult it is to make friends here in Sweden. So that sounds like it's a a lot easier to do that in Russia. Yes, it it is. It sounds like it's similar to Mexico. I don't know what you you can probably say that, but I have the same. When you select your friends with all their friends, mm-hmm. that I feel is kind of in Mexico. You can go and if I'm friends with you and I meet Julio, your husband, mm-hmm. then I don't got, I don't have to go through you to invite him for a drink. But in Sweden, I would have to go through you. Yeah, I can't skip you to make friends <laughs> with him. So it's a bit it's weird that part. <laughs> Yes, yes, that's definitely true. Well, I don't know for sure about Mexico because I've just been there a handful of times. But with the Mexican uh, friends of my husband, it seems so because they're very all, all very friendly and I can contact them directly if I want to. So that's that's definitely true. We both need to ask you because Diego knows the secret way to get tamales here. Does Julio know how to find tamales? No, he doesn't. He actually doesn't like them, but but I would be interested. No. What is this guy? <laughs> you like the Swedish tacos? Ah, uh, no, definitely not. Then he's fine. Then I approve yeah. him. I couldn't even get him to agree to take me to have some because he's like, oh, this is not real tacos. We are not going there. Okay, so what are his complaints and what are your complaints, Diego? I have my own as well. Should I start or should you? I think you should, Anna, you should go. Well, th- that's the thing. I have never tried one because my husband wouldn't take me to one. But I heard that uh, they put corn inside. My complaint as well. They mix all kind of stuff without uh, any any system. I know that you're not supposed to do that. And sometimes they have hard shells, which is also not really a Mexican thing. That's a, that's a good summary of everything that is wrong. I think my biggest one is that there's no corn. Like the only corn tortillas you have is the, the hard shells. Even if you go to Ica, you can't find. It's only wheat. So you can't. <laughs> really get corn tortillas. That's my biggest complaint, I think. You know, down in Hutors Hallen, there is a place and they do a lot of foods from Latin America and Mexico. They have a lot of good meats and they just changed their name to something with the word butcher in it. If I'm not mistaken, I think they sell corn tortillas. But I think my husband knows that you can get them in La Neta, if I'm not mistaken. A, very, a, li- a bit expensive, but yes, you can get them there. 
I want to ask about, so you said that St. Pete, or yeah. Peter, how you, how you said it? it's like, how would you, I mean, not now, because you probably can't get, go there now, but you take the ferry, like, do you, or you fly? I do both. So if I go for a short trip, I fly. I take a ferry when I go with my car. I mean, that ferry, I just want to know, because I'm, I've always wanted to take it, because it's one of the few ways you can go without <laughs> the visa and stay, mm -hmm. I think it's 48 hours. But how, how is mm -hmm. that uh, trip from Stockholm to St. Pete? Well, first of all, I have a good news for you, uh, good news for you because now it's possible to go to St. Petersburg for seven days or even eight days with the electronic visa. Do you so, work in tourism? Because you're good at selling Sweden. You're good at selling <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't work in uh, tourism, but I do work with partially with sales. So. <laughs> okay, okay. So eight days, but then if I fly, I can still stay for seven days. Yes, you can enter by any means except train. From Sweden, I, I wouldn't go by train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is no train from Sweden. There is one from Helsinki. It actually takes like four hours. It's a high-speed train. So that's very convenient. Oh. You can take it yeah, because but... if you don't have the visa, they cannot kick you out in the middle of the forest. Or can they? Well, they can, <laughs> but then you would be in a really bad situation. <laughs> That's why they don't take people who don't have a visa or a passport on this train. What's the fair experience? Yeah. That's, the one, that's the one I was considering doing. I mean, I've, I've, every year I've said, like, this is the year I'm going to go to St. Petersburg. <laughs> uh, so. Well, I don't take the direct one. I don't go to, directly to St. Petersburg. I go to Helsinki and then I drive from there because that's faster. It's like one and a half days of travel instead of three days. That is with the ferry to St. Petersburg. But I've heard it's really fun because it also stops in Helsinki. You have some hours to explore. And then, of course, it's party like a party boat. So you have a lot of entertainment, restaurants, uh, bars, even um, kind of a little casino on the boat. So I think it should be a good experience. But is yeah. it mostly Russians or Finns or who, who's on the boat? So the one that I'm taking, it's mostly Swede Swedes. Also Finns when it's uh, holidays or when I take it back. And of course, if we have uh, a long holiday period in Russia, it's full of Russians. Yes, that's true. Okay, okay. I've taken the other ferries to Riga and to Tallinn. Mm -hmm. And the, the one to Riga, I always find there's a lot of Russians. But I'm assuming are the ones that live in Kaliningrad and then just commute. Or I don't even know if they're just partying on, on, the, on the ferry. But that's the only ferry of all the ones I've taken that has a lot of Russians. The one to Riga. Always. Well, I think the one, Stockholm-Helsinki route is also quite full with Russian people. Yeah, but probably they do the same as you. They, they go on there and then they drive. You know, that's why they... They also go with buses because many, many companies have these really cheap deals that they bring you with a bus to the ferry. Then you take the ferry, have five hours in Stockholm to explore, and then you go back. And yeah, in Stockholm, you also take a tour bus. So it's really convenient. So if we were to visit St. Petersburg, where would you tell us to go? What should we check out? Well, first of all, I would uh, advise you to, to go for a visa and stay longer than eight days because eight days is a really short time. <laughs> Let's see. So it also depends on the season because if you go in winter, uh, most probably you'll have to be inside most of the time. It's not that cold, but it's very humid. So you feel the cold in your bones, mm -hmm. pretty much like Yotobori. So if you go in winter, I would say go visit the main museums, for example, the Hermitage, the Russian Museum, Ethnographic Museum. We have a lot of little palaces and former residents of the novelty in Russia, in Petersburg. So that's also, these are also good options. And if you get to come in the summer, of course, your options become much much more. There are white nights, so you definitely should go. Maybe I should explain the phenomenon. Yes. <laughs> 
sorry. Uh, white nights. Um, so during white nights, we, we have a very short period of time when it's dark. So I would say maybe two hours, one and a half hour, it's dark. All the other time, it's bright. So similar to here, but I like the name, White Knight. I've never heard that before. How do you say that in Russian, White Knight? Bielia noche. I like it. <laughs> noche is night? Noche is night, yeah. Oh, it's the same as in Spanish. That's crazy. Yeah. I know I know. it's not pronounced exactly the same. Don't don't try to call it. It's noche, not noche. It sounds very similar to me. Yes, you would be actually surprised how many words are similar in, in Russian language to other languages that are they seem to be not related. So that's really interesting. But uh, yeah, back to white nights. During that time, we have um, navigation period in the in the river in the city. So all the bridges open one by one at night to let the ships pass. And now it's not only bridge opening, but it's like a performance, like a show with lights, music, uh, all the people in the riverbank dancing. There are a lot of activities and it's very beautiful also. So that's something I would definitely recommend you to see and to do if you get to come in the beginning of summer. Well, from end of May to like end of June, that's the best time. Okay. And uh, of course, in the summer, you can also visit uh, different palace complexes outside of the city with the royal parks and uh, magnificent fountains. And yeah, there are so many things. I think I can go on for uh, for many hours. <laughs> and what about Swedish food? Have you found anything that you like that you hadn't tried before? Or did you find things totally terrible? Uh, <laughs> well, both. I, from the traditional Swedish food, I like the pickled herring because it's also very close to how we eat it. Although we don't pickle and mix it with that much mayo and it's more plain, I would say. So uh, here I had the chance to explore herring in the many different uh, variations mixed with uh, everything you can imagine. <laughs> I also love lax, everything that comes with lax and canel bulle. Canel bulle is one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, I can't beat the cinnamon buns. Okay, I'm going to say something super sad now. I found out that I get a rash when I eat cinnamon. No. Oh my god. I don't know. I, I think I don't know why I feel like I said it on the podcast, but maybe not. I don't I don't maybe not. No, I don't think you did. But have you weighed the consequences? Have you decided like maybe it's worth it? I mean it is it is I won't die. Like I don't get suffocated or anything. There's nothing. Like the only thing is I get this uh, how do you call it? Red spots. Like Weird. a circle of red dots. Yeah, yeah. Just there. and it's only with cinnamon. Huh. That is very sad. Cardamom bonds I can eat and uh, like anything mandel whatever but if it has cinnamon i get those but but they were my favorite thing before this oh that's so sad but uh, it's it's okay I, i'm i'm learning to find new boule that i like yeah. that have, have no cinnamon well we all have it tough right now <laughs> maybe you reached your limit of canel boule that you could that's eat you know something actually that's one of the one of the things one a friend told me that she had an allergy to lax and then she stopped having lax for like two years and then she could eat lax again there could be something to this it's like a limit i've got to spread out my cinnamon buns then i hope this isn't true for chocolate I think we're going to wrap this up because these ones that we're doing online are a little shorter <laughs> because it's a, a little tougher with the editing and the sound quality. But since we're wrapping it up for the summer, I wanted to hear what you guys have planned 
or which plans got totally ruined? <laughs> so that's a good question. And it's also a sad one. I had a lot of things planned for the summer. Uh, me and my husband, we were going to go with a group of friends to Glastonbury Festival in the UK. And it was, I think it was the 50th anniversary. There was going to be a oh. big thing, but that's moved to the next year. So I hope we are still going to be able to go. Besides that, of course, we wanted to spend time on the beach and I'm still hoping that's going to happen. And I'm also really hoping that I would get to, to go home in the summer to Russia because also my mother will have her birthday and it's very important for me to be there. But uh, in general, I would say many plans got cancelled, but uh, many of them are also adjustable. And I really hope it's like this for most people. Well, Diego, what about you? What were your plans or what are your plans? <laughs> I don't know why, but I never do anything and I can never plan going anywhere in the summer because for me, I mean, I know when you have kids, it's different because it's your vacation time. For me, it's always been summers in Stockholm is when I stay in Stockholm and I work every day. I mean, I, I, I as in I'm going to stay in the city. I never plan any travels since I moved here during, during the summer. I do like some hiking long uh, weekends here and there, but there's no like, I don't do like a three week holiday anywhere. I just wait till either late September, like it's a leg, uh, how do you call it, leg season? That is not high season in some places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I just take a longer winter break. Like, you know, I join Christmas with New Year's or something like that. But uh, uh, so for this summer, I mean, I might do some trip inside Sweden if some of these restrictions lift off. I, it's not decided yet, but probably. Like if I rent a car, then I just go somewhere in the nature, like camping. That's one thing. And the other thing is just in Stockholm, staying and yeah, like doing my, my usual Stockholm summer plans. So midsummer, I'm going to go to a camping place with some friends, and it's just like a tent. So we're not gonna, we're going to be less than 50, blah, 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 all the restrictions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we're throwing a festival. We weren't judging you. <laughs> I know, I know. But every time it's like, I'm doing something for midsummer, they're like, oh, you shouldn't do it. I'm like, it's outside <laughs> 10 people, you know, and we're all in our 30s or 20s. So it's not like I'm inviting all my granddad friends. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, that's my plan. Those are my plans. Just stay in Stockholm, enjoy the city in the summer. I just enjoy being in Stockholm every summer. So my plans haven't changed that much. Let's see, we can't end on a like sad bummer note with all the cinnamon bun and the and the restricted travel. The travel plan, I just want to say, except the visiting families, the rest is very Elan's problem. Luxury problem. <laughs> no, but the, the family thing is very Yeah, the family thing is it's is not an Elan's problem. That's a yeah. That's a migrant problem like all of ours. I have I have a trip in September to Mexico and it's for my sister's wedding. So I'm not I'm not in that problem now. We'll see what happens in Mexico as well. Right, but hopefully by then things will be a little bit back to normal but you were saying you were ending in a sad note so you want to say something how about our favorite swedish ice cream come on it's ice cream season do you have any favorite places Oh, places. No, actually, to be honest, that's on my bucket list or to-do list, more like to-do list, to discover a good gelato place in Stockholm because I had a favorite one in Gothenburg and then we moved here. It was not summer anymore. Uh, So that's my next mission. That actually reminds me, there was a place that a lot of the Italians liked that was near Friedensplan and they moved but lucky me, they moved to my side of town. <laughs> wow, where is that? It's in Gubengen, which is not quite where I am, but it's about a 15-minute bike ride. 
And we went a couple of weeks ago, and it's excellent ice cream. And Gubangan's a cute little neighborhood to walk around. There's a nice couple nice parks around there. You can get your Italian ice cream. They even do pizzas. And I really wish I could remember the name. It's like Molini or oh, something with an M. Well, I have a, I have a good uh, in front of La Neta in the city center. We're not in front, but like on the same, it's like 10 meters away. There's another really good ice cream place. I don't know if it's gelato. With, oh, sticky. Yeah, I think something like this. Kineki. Yes, it's that one. Stikiniki. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, she uses all organic. And if you're, if you're vegan, then there's plenty of options for that too. In fact, I was just there today. Oh, wow. <laughs> today they had a mascarpone ice cream and they had strawberry banana milkshake. I maybe might have gotten both. And- <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, really good uh, flavors, and you get huge scoops there. If you're nice, there is a sign on the wall that says, uh, nice people get big scoops. That's a great tip. Thanks. I mean, I was not sure what to do about my gelato problem, but now I will. I have a plan. But this is perfect. This is a summer plan. Now you have to go around. You have to try everything. Decide which one works for you. So we are going to wrap up the podcast for this season, and hopefully we can start recording in person again when we start up after the summer. And I also assume that we're all going to be like five pounds heavier after the summer with all of our ice cream. Especially with the gelato, yeah. (laughs) Yes. But it was so nice to have you on, Anna. And good to check in with you, Diego. Yes. Well, have a great summer, guys. And we'll be back on in September. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. Maybe one day I get to meet you in person when I learn more about Sweden. We will plan that. And we will plan to all meet up for an ice cream when we're allowed to. Yes. Wow, that sounds great. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.